a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with the Damon Bradshaw. Uh, we had him in for the Pulp Mech Show, and uh, I got him to stick around the next day to uh, talk a little bit more in depth about his career so much and not the sport now. So um, we really appreciate Damon doing that. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. 2020 gear is out now. Used by some of the fastest riders in the world, and uh, from factory superstars to privateers, the folks at Fly Racing will dial you in. Great mountain bike stuff as well. Uh, I've been using that, a lot of that, and as a matter of fact, this morning, Damon and I both wore Fly Racing out on the mountain bike trails. Uh, please check them out. Formula Helmet, redefining the way helmets are looked at, and uh, the guys at Fly Racing have put a lot of effort into this thing. And if you go to the Formula website, formula.flyracing, I believe, .com or flyracing.com and click on the formula tab. Read all about the formula helmet, man, and you will see the technology that goes into that. These guys absolutely do a great job of that. So thank you, Fly Racing. Also, uh, Alpine Stars, the Tech 7, the boot of choice for moi. And uh, Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today, the one with the booty inside of it, used in Supercross by uh, almost all the racers. Uh, thanks, Alpine Stars, for making it happen. Uh, A4 chest protector, A1 chest protector, the bionic neck support system. Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the quality, and we thank them for coming on this podcast. Maxis Tires, MXST, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro out in Supercross this year. Great mountain bike tires as well, light truck, trailer, and uh, UTV tires. Maxis has it going on, maxis.com. Simply go there, look at it. Their IT tire is coming out soon, and uh, those guys have been doing a good job for us on the show. And I, I know when you guys have been looking for a high-end tire, please take a look at the Maxis and uh, yeah, maybe open your eyes up a little bit and realize uh, what they've been doing in the game for a long time. So... Thanks, Maxis. Thanks, Alpine Stars. Thanks, Fly Racing, uh, for making this podcast happen. Thanks to Damon Bradshaw for hanging out and talking a little bit more of his career. And I did another one of these uh, with Damon in 2010, 2009. It was over the phone. Uh, we covered some of the same topics that we did back then, some new topics, of course, uh, time and changes perspective and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate Damon uh sticking around and us diving into his career man uh, interesting guy i'm glad he's back on the scene with the folks at fly racing promoting fly racing doing some dealer ride days and things like that man yeah so absolutely great so uh thanks uh damon bradshaw for coming around thanks to you people for listening here he is all right everybody now as promised in the uh, pulpomex studio sitting right across from me last night we did the pulpomex show last night and uh today on the fly racing racer x podcast it'll be more of a one-on-one chat uh about his career and uh, what he's doing now and everything else it's the beast from the east damon bradshaw what's up damon thanks for coming in yeah not much man it's uh it's always good to be here and uh wealth of knowledge for me to learn <laughs> you're getting a full car wash treatment pulp show last night racer x podcast today yeah the whole thing yeah and it's honestly all kind of 
new to me really yeah. i mean obviously i know what you guys do but um kind of being a part of it now it's yeah. uh, a whole different respect for what what you yeah. guys do oh thanks i appreciate it um we just got back from an e-bike ride out in the desert of vegas here um you you, you never really rode one before just around a parking lot but now you i got a spare one oh. and and we went on an hour and a half ride climbed uh, almost two thousand feet it, it was awesome i honestly had never had that much fun i mean i've ridden downhill yeah. and played and whatever and had a ton of fun riding but that was a whole different perspective of uh, fun. I mean, just yeah. the intensity of riding and how much faster you go, yeah. you know, through the rocks and the speed to me, you know, people that don't know an e-bike or they call it a cheater bike or yeah. whatever, well, they must be riding in their neighborhood. Because <laughs> if you go out and ride on the trails like we did, it's as close to riding a motorcycle. I think Dude, that's what I don't understand. Like, I think in five years, they're going to be everywhere. There's so much fun. Oh, God. Right? I yeah. mean, you're in great shape. I'm not. So I'm using it to, to get in shape, lose some weight, you know, but able to keep going for a long time. You're in shape, and other people who have ridden it have been in shape, and they still love it. Yeah. You know? it, it. You amaze me, really, how well you win. I mean, those trails, oh. were, to me, were gnarly and rocky. I mean, yeah. we have stuff at home, and it's literally like you know 20 inches wide mm -hmm. and it's like that carpet right but then we have yep. stuff that's yeah. rough but yep. that today all yeah. of it was was gnarly at times and you could throw it down i but, felt uh, like chicken and you were <laughs> and i felt like chicken and you were on me and, and i and i gotta go well <laughs> it's fun to try to ride super close like right. that because it's like a challenge yep. when you can't really see now, where you're going were you really in the lowest mode the whole time out there i did i yeah. stayed in the economy mode just to see because again yeah. like i said i'd never yeah. ridden one and honestly, I didn't want to spoil myself, so yeah, yeah. I just go, I'm going to ride in eco mode, yeah. and it was good. There was a couple of times that I wanted to click up, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to see how long I can stay yeah, here, because yeah. like I said, a couple of times, I felt like I, I geared out, right, and right. we were pedaling, pedaling, yeah. and you, I could see your leg speed to mine, and it wasn't as fast as I was pedaling, yep. but I'm like, I'm just still going to yeah. stay here and see how long, but <laughs> yeah, it was a You're, hell of an experience. Yeah, they're fun, man. I was in the middle mode for the most part. Um, I went up to the highest one, that one climb up that it straight seemed up, like but, to yeah. me though it could be harder almost in the because you you know in the rock breaking yeah. loose. Yeah, I, I think you get used to it. You're right. At first, it's a little jarring because as soon yeah. as you push, you can't pressure, go but so fast up through that yeah, stuff because yeah. it's kind of yeah. technical. Yeah. Um, no, they're fun, man. And I always tell people, I'm just like, I think in five years they're going to be everywhere. The price needs to come down on them a little bit. They are pricey. Yeah. But dude, but they're so much fun. But in general are like buying a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just blows me away. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of technology there and, and components yeah. and stuff, but yeah. Just no motor and no electronics. You kind of got back into mountain biking, huh, the last little while? I yeah. did, and I you know, I had ridden some over the years, and obviously where I live, it, to me, it's the mecca of, of, mm -hmm. of mountain biking, but I just was doing other things, and I had friends that said, man, you got to uh, get a bike, and, yeah. I, and I'm glad I did because yeah. I've just had so much fun, and I love being out in the desert and, and being out in the mountains, yeah. and, uh, but you know, in between that time, I would just go on my feet. Yeah. You know, not running, yeah. but yeah. go hiking because yeah. yeah. uh, I like being out there. Right. But the mountain bike can go cover some ground. And now with the with the e-bike, you can go ride moto trails. Yeah. And there's so much of yeah. that at home. And, yeah. I mean, you can go up to, you know, 10,000 feet yeah. pretty easily from where I live. It's just so. uh, you can go farther with less effort and have more fun. Right. You know? and, and you still get a great workout. And, yeah, yeah, that's the thing I don't think people realize is you can still get a workout. And, and uh I had uh, Bernard Kerr actually told me <clears throat> a story when we met back at um, our helmet launch yeah. probably six, seven months ago. He says, I went on a training ride just before I came here. I went with my mom. Mm -hmm. I rode my my regular bicycle. Yep. She rode an e-bike. And he says, and we had a blast, and yeah. I got a hell of a workout. Yep. So I think for certain things like that, it's yeah. great. It's yeah. like my wife, she doesn't ride, mm -hmm. but she likes to go out. But it's getting over that hill of yep. just that grind of yep. hurting. Um, 
I can take her on the e-bike and she has fun. Yeah. And I can ride and I get a great workout yeah. and, and she's smiling at the end of the day. And so. at the end of the day, it's getting guys like me out on trails. It's getting uh, old people or mothers or fathers, wives on the trail. Like, how is that a bad thing, right? No, like, it's I know. Just, I, it's I, don't, I totally disagree with them not being legal to ride them everywhere. It's yeah. just, I think it's just those people that are, it's almost like people converting from a snowmobile to a, to a, to a, um, uh, snow bike. Yeah, to yeah. a snow bike, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, guys, is, there, is there friction there too? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. is there? Oh, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know the snowmobilers well, are against the, the snow bikes. I don't know that they're necessarily against them. It's like yeah. I've ridden a snowmobile my whole life. I'm not going to go and do this. Yeah. But I had buddies that were really, really good snowmobile riders and backcountry riders for years. And I thought they would be the – they're my age. So I thought they would be the last guys to change. And yeah. they've changed and said they don't know if they'll ever ride really? another sled yeah, again. Yeah. Wow. And I've only been a couple of times, but um, as you well mm-hmm. know, I don't like cold, wet weather yeah, anymore. No. no. I, I'm good no. through hunting season, and then after that, yeah, I've had enough. It's <laughs> it. Uh, obviously, look, we lost you to Monster Trucks for a number of years, and you made a good living doing that. You went all over the world uh, crushing cars and everything else. But you're back. You're back in the fly racing family in a big-time way, You know, with them being the official distributor of Supercross. You went to a ton of races this year. Outdoors last summer, they were right. presenting sponsor for outdoors. You're back into moto now, man. You are at these races. We're, you know, we're doing these fly racing pit uh, pit party shows, the like podcast shows and stuff. And how do you like it? How do you like being back? I really enjoy it. Yep. You know, I didn't know that I would enjoy <clears throat> being back at the races that much because yep. it is a lot of traveling. Yep. But that's what I've done yep. basically my life. So uh, I still enjoy going. I I really like watching because the guys are really talented and. And uh, now that I think the racing is more competitive and the field is deeper, more mm-hmm. guys can win, that, that makes it even more fun. And, yeah. and I, you see that in the fans and during the pit party and stuff, talking to people, people yeah. are excited. And I, I know there was a period of time where I think they, they weren't so much. I was gone away. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but no, being back and, and being a part of the Fly family and then with, you know, coming along the Supercross sponsorship and stuff, yeah. it's just uh, it's a good place. It's right. a good atmosphere. Um, to work at i don't go into the office very much but yep. i i do some but it's just uh i mean where can you work that on your lunch hour you can go out and do a moto and, yeah. and come in and have lunch yeah. and shower and if you want to work out and go, go back to work go shoot hoops or whatever yeah, yeah a little just, gym there it's, it's great and and um but it, it shows when those guys go out on the road and work yeah um because they're smiling they're dude, happy with dude, their the job. company's killing it they really are the whole wps brand and fly of course they're, they're really doing a good and job I don't think there's – you definitely can't say there's one person or one department or mm-hmm. one part of that company that's making it all happen. It's their package that they have, and yeah. I don't think any one person is really the one responsibility. Yeah. It's yeah. just they got a great package, and the guys are doing a good job. We see you out at the fly racing ride days. Uh, you were with Brayton not long ago and everything else. Uh, you come out to the to the rep ride days. you got a gas gas. you got to deal with gas gas. So what's it like? How do you like those things? Um, I, I do like them, and yeah. I, I really uh, – I never could understand why hard enduro guys rode two strokes, mm-hmm. whether it was 250 or 300. But yeah. I, I totally understand that now of yeah. getting to ride them and how different they are than a than a four stroke in the mountains and in the rocks. Um, it's a little diff- more difficult on the motocross track, and it's not so much because it's a gas gas or an off road bike. It's just that it's yeah. a 252 yeah. stroke, yeah. and majority of guys are riding 450. So yep. that that makes it um, harder, and sometimes pisses me off because i get some kid picking on me on a 450 and yeah. i'm like i'm gonna go borrow somebody's 450 but you and pike I, were going at it at the summer camp yeah yeah, yeah so and i but i like that because people come up and they want to talk and they're surprised yeah. that i'm riding an off-road bike yeah even sometimes i have a horn on the bike because when i borrow a shop bike <laughs> yeah it could be an ec or an it, xc two, yeah. 250 or 300 um i like the 250 a little better on moto stuff than yeah. but in the hills i like the 300, 300. 
So it's um, it sounds good. It looks good on the uh, track. Like you know, I mean, it, like you, if you closed your eyes, you would just think you were on a Honda. Or whatever. I was honestly surprised at our launch because that was the first time I'd gotten to ride my bike. Yeah, and and I haven't had any two fifties. I've only had three hundreds. Yeah. So I was really surprised how well a stock bike actually worked. Yeah. I mean, I had I hadn't even changed the gearing. The thing will run one hundred and twenty, <laughs> you know, in six yeah. in sixth gear. But right. uh, so it's it's really cool to see how much better the bikes are these days that you can take an off-road bike yeah. and go out and ride the moto track yeah. and ride with some of the best guys and, and have fun right when you jump on a 450 uh just for fun or whatever is it amazing how good they are like it is and i it surprises me how lazy you can be yeah. and still go yeah. fast yeah absolutely um, right it's, like it's you're working on a two-stroke all, all the time yeah. and yeah. used to it was a 125 takes so much effort mm-hmm. and a 250 two-stroke was a cheater biker mm-hmm. or, or a lazy man bike. Yep. Well, now yep. it's the opposite. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I can't believe. I mean, occasionally I'll <laughs> I'll jump on one just for a little bit, yep. but it does blow me away of how how good they how good they are. It's amazing, man. And and you watch them in Supercross. And honestly, I love the sport. I've been around a long time. I, I really enjoy it. But the four stroke four fifties have have made Supercross boring. They really have. As boring boring er that's not really a word. Less exciting than than it was in your day than two strokes because these guys. They can make any mistake they want, and they're still jumping that quad. You know, they're still doing exactly. three out of the turn, two or three bike links before a triple. Yeah, or whatever they can I mean, if you do. guys were in a rhythm section and you cased it, you you weren't tripling out. You that, lost. That was right? it. You know, and, and that's what made it exciting because that creates passing. Mistakes make equal good racing. These guys don't make mistakes anymore. Yeah, I I wish that they would try it a couple of times a year, and I everybody yeah. wouldn't be on board. But to, no. just to do a lights. Everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody in the lights class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine yeah. Yeah. how tight you know how tight the competition yeah. would be and how many guys could actually yeah. win? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely something that the, the I don't think we realized at the time when the four fifties came in. Changed the sport. It changed the sport, and not not necessarily for the better. <laughs> yeah, and I think it would be awesome to see it done in an outdoor as well. Yeah, yeah. You know where yeah. there's where there's more room, more riders, more guys will qualify right. in. But uh, yeah, we'll probably never see it. But I think it'd be exciting. It would be good. Um, when you're visiting dealers, when you're at these ride days, when you're riding with reps, what do they want to talk to you about? You know, it all varies. It's it? really weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get questions from, you know, driving a monster truck. I get questions from, you know, back in my day and, yeah. and, and, and questions now about riding. And we, we talk a lot about, uh, probably honestly talk more about riding off road. Oh, really? Huh? It, it really yeah. seems yeah. like that going into to dealerships because I think, Everybody that buys a motorcycle can't go and ride Supercross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them can go and ride motocross, but they all can go out and be a weekend warrior yeah. and ride in the desert or go to their <laughs> local riding area, whether yep. it's back east or park or whatever. So I have those conversations with people because typically in a shop, right. somebody or everybody rides. Yep. And uh, whether they ride Harleys or V-Twins or whatever, I've done all of that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've played in UTVs or, you know, race a UTV in the desert and... Uh, so I can carry on a conversation with them just about about riding anything or driving anything. Yep. Um, not a drift car or, or yeah, a NASCAR yeah. or whatever, right. but uh, so I can conversate with any of them, yeah. you know, and then talk about something that I've been a part of. Yep. So I, I enjoy that. I mean, sometimes it uh, it ends up being longer than what the what the rep wants, mm-hmm. but sometimes they, they enjoy it. I mean, yeah. we can go in and have a 30-minute visit, or we can go in and have a three-hour visit. Yeah. yeah. And there's really no... I mean, we like to see a lot of dealers in, uh, you know, in one day, but I would rather it be quality instead yeah. of just going and seeing 10 dealers in one day. Yeah, and just, yeah, spend some quality time with somebody and, you know, drop in and talk, and it, talk shop. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes yeah. we get to talk, and the next day we go and ride, yeah. or we ride the day before. Right. 
and then I see them all in the shop the next day. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's fun to see them in both elements, but I like seeing them at the track mm-hmm. because they're away from work. Yeah. There's not the phone's not ringing and somebody's sure. not talking. Um, so I enjoy getting to know them and to getting yeah. to know our reps uh, right. at our ride days. Right. And I it's, think it works really well just for getting those guys out yep. because – you know, a lot of guys that own shops don't get the ride as much as they used to. Yeah. And they all yep. talk about that. Yep. And if they work in a shop, they yep. don't get the ride as much. So I think that day is special for them, and it's a way for us to give back and thank them for their business. Right. When you think back, like, you know, we did the monster truck thing that we talked about. Now you're doing this new thing with Fly. When you think back to 1992 Damon Bradshaw and 1997 Damon Bradshaw and, and just the, the whirlwind of your career, it was pretty short in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't a John Dowd type of career at all or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. No. You know? Does that seem like another lifetime ago? If you watch if you sat down right now and watched it, would you be like, Who is that guy? Or like you know what I mean? Like It doesn't seem like it's been that long. No. Um okay. but I guess when I think about it or watch a video, yeah, it would rewind, yeah. but it honestly doesn't. And I, I sometimes it's like, Yeah, I'm forty seven, but I I still think that I'm twenty nine yeah. or twenty yeah. or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and and then when I go ride I still feel really good on the bike yeah. and I don't, you know, unless I've have it ridden in a while or whatever and you're out of yeah. control there, but I still don't feel any different on the bike. Obviously I'm not the same guy that I was, yeah. but I think everybody's just gotten so much better and the right. technology has gotten so much better. So as long as I enjoy riding and there's, yeah. it's hard to get exercise any other way yep. and I can go out and spend time with guys. And I mean, I like doing an off-road ride with 12 guys or, yeah. or 10 guys yep. or whatever. And, we ride and we talk about business. And When you were, if we went back in a time machine and talked to 1992 Damon Bradshaw and said, hey man, will you ever go ride off-road? Will you ever go on a trail ride with people? Would you ever, uh, you know, drive a monster truck? What would that guy say back then? Would the monster said, truck would have been no. Okay. Yeah. Trail riding would oh, have yeah, been Oh yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah. And I, I did some of that when I was, when I was riding because yeah. I got bored doing the same thing every day. Yeah. So... It would be motos one day, and then sometimes we'd go, and it'd just be play ride all Even day. like peak, like back yeah. in the day. Like yeah, you absolutely. Just, yeah, okay. And I would tell them sometimes, I, you know what? I just want to go ride and play. Okay. I don't want to go yep. do this regiment every day and ride yeah. till 4.30 in the afternoon and yeah. have John R. See, tell me I need one more shock or three more <laughs> pipes or you know, eight yeah. more of these or yeah, whatever, yeah. or ten more tire sets. Right. Um, and I felt like I taught myself a lot more riding the motorcycle doing that yeah. than I did on a track. Yeah, really, huh? By yeah. far. And. I like to go ride in the mountains. I right. didn't do a ton of it, but yeah. I did some as you a kid. You did do some of it, yeah. And, you know, now it's – and I like to do both still. It's like I don't want to go every weekend and ride moto, yep. and I don't want to do that off-road either, yeah, especially yeah. when it's dusty and yep. nasty out. So I enjoy riding right. everything and, and adventure as well. I don't ride as, as much Harley stuff as I used to, uh-huh. but I just hit it so hard for so long. It's yeah. like, okay, I want to do yeah, something Yeah, something else. Did you, did so the adventure stuff yeah. now is – I really, really love that. Did you really, really love splashing the shit out of Jason Thomas at the, at the Fly was, Summer Camp? It, yeah. yeah, it was right. great. I heard I it was. I forgot to talk about that last Yeah, night. we should have brought that up. <laughs> I'm sure he would have liked oh, he it was angry. Well. <laughs> he was so angry. It doesn't take much to, to take him off. But, um, yeah, it's interesting because, so when I think of you, like, you know, I'm younger than you, but we knew you were coming, like, as an 80 rider, right? It was like, watch it. This kid is the, is the guy. I mean, so it's funny because it's a different time, but. You know, James Stewart, I, and I don't know James that well, but I would get, or Mike Alessi, you know, two guys that were, were you just later. Right. Amateur mini phenoms going to take the pro scene by storm. And we read about these kids way before we saw them as pros, same as you, uh, although the internet wasn't around and all that. But I would say 
that Michael Essie and James Stewart, just to pull a couple of those guys out of the hat, they didn't. They're they're motorcycle factory racing machines. They don't go all right off road. So yeah. I would think you were the same way. Like yeah, like no, there's I, just yeah. motos. That's it. We're training. We're motoing. We're gonna be, you know, and and and. But I guess you weren't like that, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, I enjoyed. There was a point to where I didn't want to get on a motorcycle. I didn't want to ride it. I didn't want to look at them. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a motorcycle for years. Yeah. Um, but once it started coming back around, it's like now I know I won't do without a motorcycle yeah. from yeah. from this from this point on as yeah. long as long as I can ride. I I, I always wondered, um, you know, being a pilot and and flying as much as I did, and then knowing Air Force pilots that could fly for that long uh-huh. at that level, and then when they were done as as, as a pilot, mm-hmm. they were just done as a yeah. pilot. And I could never understand why they wouldn't have something personally to go play in. Yeah. But I guess I can see that a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's a guy like what you were talking yeah. about, about, about yeah, James. Like, but there could be a pointing in his life, you know, maybe. where he gives it some time. And But then again, um, you know, where, where, where they live. I mean, yeah. as far as having the opportunity to go and ride. Yeah, they have their own property. But how many times can you ride your own track? Yeah, you before it, out? Yeah, exactly. I where, just, where I live in Idaho, it's it's endless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't want everybody to know that, especially yeah. people from California. People are going out there, by the way. Idaho's <laughs> yeah. getting invaded. I don't know what the what the people are feeling like, but yeah, it's um, well, they, they if they go a little north and really get a real good winter, it might yeah. change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back in the time machine a little bit on your career, and and we told a Mitch Payton told a hilarious story about you on the Pulp Show last night of when you were twelve and you were out in California, twelve ish, thirteen, whatever. Yeah, you were. yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, your dad, mom, and dad racing like. Were you just? Would, did they push you into being this this pro racer? Did like when did it start? It sounded like it, I mean, at twelve years old, you're going to California and testing. So I mean, it's serious already at twelve. I th- I th- you know, it it I guess you could say it started as a hobby, but we were pretty consistent with traveling and and me getting my butt kicked on a regular basis as, really? a, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, and yep. because I was younger than a lot of the guys I was racing okay. against, so we didn't just race locally. We traveled, yeah. and um, you know every dime that the, my parents made we we'd spend on the weekend and go racing so yeah. they did push me but i think it was the right amount and i think you know every kid needs that a little bit they yeah. need the right amount so where that right amount that fine line is yeah. I, I don't know i right. know i was determined with my kids uh, and i'll call it the t-ball dad thing which you could call it the amateur motorcycle yeah, dad whatever. thing too yeah. as well but um, I was just determined not to be that. It was like, what What do they want to do? If they want to play ball, we'll play yeah. ball. If they want to go and ride a motorcycle. But I knew that I didn't want to go through the amateur ranks again Yeah, with, yeah. with my kids. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I think there's times to where, yeah. you know, especially my oldest, he, he gives me a hard time about that. But I, I – and I don't – mean them to be normal but i just wanted them to be a yeah. normal person and enjoy riding yeah and yeah. i told him i said and you didn't have that no 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 i no. mean and i and i my dad gave me the option mm-hmm. whether he really was giving me the option or not but he <laughs> but he did you know it's like you want to go racing this weekend yeah or your school work or this yeah. or that then yeah. we just won't go but I, but i knew i wanted to go yeah and yeah. so it was it was like needing that push but it's very similar to like you know my oldest with racing down to mountain bikes uh-huh i really liked going to those races because they were always in bitching areas they were at ski resorts yeah. i mean it was just cool but i didn't really want him to know that i liked it that much because i was afraid then he wouldn't want to do it yeah because yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and so i just was like yeah this is cool yeah. if you want to go we'll go yeah we did we hit it hard for a couple years and then things right. changed yep okay whatever it changed <laughs> so i feel like at that point i probably should have tried to push him a little harder because yeah, yeah. he had talent yeah. to do it yep and i and i didn't but 
that yeah. was that was his. And choice. maybe somewhere along the line, your dad pushed you a little bit because he saw when you, I needed you, it. You could you you had a future. You enjoyed it. You yeah, know? because um, I mean, as you're young and whatever age it might have been, yeah. I, I think I went through that probably younger than what my kid did with the bicycle yep. stuff. I mean, I think. Dude, you were fourteen, 13. and in you were fourteen, fifteen, and in Fox ads. Yeah, I think I think at thirteen years old, fourteen years yeah. old, I decided then that yeah. this is where I want right. to go. You know, and, and was it Glover and and RJ and the Yamaha guys? Like, because you were a top Yamaha amateur. amateur yeah, rider, I mean, so. there was a lot of those guys that I that I watched and right. enjoyed going to a national, and we would get to ride Amateur Day, or it was a Supercross, mm-hmm. we do the same thing. But um, yeah, they those guys definitely inspired me. Hey, man, I want to be that guy one day. And and it was probably seeing, um, t- to me, was crowd response, you know, yeah, getting yeah. to see yeah. them ride in front of, you know, ever how many people right. and, and seeing their responses. Like, man, I want to be that guy one day. So I think that's what drove me yeah. at such a young age, and right. I made that decision. Yeah. I mean, then you're thinking 12, 13 years old, yeah, you're not making a decision. You're yeah. going to become a professional motocross right. racer. but. Um, I did a big story on Eddie Hicks, who was, you know, you before you. Yeah. Uh, Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, I and, knew Eddie. Yeah. And, and big story with Eddie. You know, things haven't worked out for him. Things didn't work out as a pro, uh, you know, and this and that. And that, one of the guys I talked to for the story was Bobby Moore, who was Eddie's rival, right? I mean, again, mm-hmm. that was you before you in, in 80s. And before that was Myerscoff and Wardy, right? I mean, it's it's been the same for a long time. And they they both said, like, hey, man, like, the pressure was there. The pressure was on us. Like, we... Yeah. We were getting, you know, six bikes and, and travel money, and they didn't go to school and all of that. And, and Eddie was like, yeah, my dad got physical at times. Like, it, it for early on, to me, it indi- Bobby and Eddie seemed to indicate, like, this is a real business at 13, 14 years old. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have that type of pressure, and especially yeah. from the companies that I worked with. I put way more pressure on myself than yeah. they could have ever yeah. um, tried to do. Um, and there was times for sure where my dad pushed me, but I, I still think, you know, there was times to where, yeah, I was like, man, this, you know, I was yeah. young and he was putting pressure. I was like, yeah, this is brutal. But now that I look back, it was the right amount and I'm, and I, yeah. and I needed it. Right. Um, so, I, but again, as we all know, there's definitely ones out there that go way, way overboard yeah, oh, and, yeah. and they ruined some yep. really good riders. Oh, absolutely. And, and I know a few of them from my time yep. that I felt like they had yep. great talent, but parents were just too hard on them. Hank Marie was one of them, right? Uh, um, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Hank had Hank had a lot of talent. He, he yeah. did, and he had other options. Yeah. in life, it, yep. it wasn't going to be if he didn't race a motorcycle. It wasn't like he was going to not be successful. Yeah. Yep. Um. So maybe that playing a part. Yeah. Uh, me, at a at a young age, I was like, well, if I don't race a motorcycle, I'm going to do dirt work. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. I, I'm going to have dozers and dump trucks. That <laughs> yeah, was what yeah. I thought. Right. You know. So, right. um. Uh, which was equally as hard to work. Yeah. So uh, whether that had a, a plan with it or not, um, he had all of the opportunity. I mean, yeah. he had the great tracks and and uh, they had a you know a great place to to become yeah. that person. But uh, everybody's different, and yeah. I, and I know Hank had a, had a lot of pressure on him yeah. um, him too as, as the family. But some kids that works for him, some doesn't. Right. Um, coming up, Fro, one of your adversaries for you know in eighties and in Ponca. Oh, yeah. oh Fro yeah. was one of guy. You were. I think you were ahead of Gaddis and and Budman, right? Were you a little bit ahead of um, them? No. Were they in your, in your class? No. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Had to race with those right. guys. Swink. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Crazy talent. Like when you think about yeah, all those yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh right. God. Yeah. When I f- first started going to California, those guys were on a different level. Yeah. Than I mean than me. I mean I had really they were oh, they were faster than you. Yeah. I mean yeah. when I got out there, I w- I was looking for a berm, and thought, there wasn't any of those. I just thought you kicked ass all the time. 
back. No, no, no. no? I mean, I, I was successful in right. the amateur career on, on yeah. mini bikes, but uh, you know, when I fr- and it helped me. And fortunately, I had the opportunity to go from North Carolina to California yeah. to learn to race with those guys yeah. and race in the different dirt and different part of the country. Yeah. And to me, that was very important. And maybe. Uh, part of the reason I was successful at such a young age yeah. was because we did that. Yep. I mean, now I know people have the money to go and do that, yep. whether they end up there or not. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it was like racing at Saddleback the first time. I mean, yeah. it was literally <laughs> learning to ride. It's like his desk right here. Yeah. yeah. And, and these guys, that's where they right. spent their life. So, right. for me, it was definitely playing catch-up. Yeah. Went to Ponca City, Loretta Lens. Things was a little more on York, level playing yep. field. Right. Uh, but when I first started going to California and running yeah. Golden States and stuff, in which... Honestly, at the time, I didn't want to because I was going to Florida and racing the winter. Yep. And I loved going to Florida yeah. every year. One, it was warm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was out yeah. of North Carolina, the right. freezing rain, and lived with Ronnie Tishner. And we rode motorcycles every day and went to school. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I needed that to go yeah. to California because it was a whole different group of kids. And yep. I had to learn to race different with Different tracks and different kids and everything else. Yeah. Um, so nowadays, when you see, like, you know, Jet Lawrence made his pro debut at, at Unadilla and... Uh, and Joe Schmoda did, and, and all these guys do. And this is a mapped out thing from when the kid's 13, and you know this is what he's going to do, and we're going to bring you right into our pro truck, and you're going to ride Team Green or Geico or whatever it is, and you're going to come right into the Star Yamaha, blah, blah, blah. It's all mapped out for these kids. Was the was it mapped out for you to turn pro after eight in 88, after Loretta's? Was it like, hey, Damon, so you're going to do this and this and this in 88, Millville, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to I don't think, I know it wasn't way back at a young age like that, no, 12 or 13 no. years old. This came way later. Yeah. And then that was the plan depending on how things went. You were 16, right? Then? Um, I had turned 16, must have been right before Loretta's. Yeah. Or right before Punk or yes, whatever in July. Whatever that, yeah, yeah. The middle of July right, is when I turned right. 16. And Yamaha, were like, hey, if you do well at these, you're going to Millville to race pro? Yeah. Or was it if you don't do well, you'll ride 89, you'll be amateur again no i think that was the plan yeah. was for, but i think it also was and it wasn't them going okay if you do this this and this then you'll you're gonna yep. get to go there right it was like let's see how this goes okay and so it wasn't this really i don't think planned out right. completely thing we just kind of played it by feel and it all yep. fell into place and, and worked out i tell the story that people don't understand it because eli tomac won his first career national and uh Bogle did well, and all these Barsha did great. Like all these kids that come on Loretta's. Now this weekend, you know, Dilla didn't go so well, but generally speaking, Justin Cooper got second in a moto. You know, when you come out of Loretta's, you're already doing thirty plus twos. You're training with a trainer nowadays. Nowadays, right? Button came out of Loretta's as the all-time winner and got nineteenth and lapped at his first national. Red Dog Ferry was an all-time Loretta Lens champion coming out of there. He couldn't get a point. He said for six motos or something, it took him before he could break the top 20. These are the best amateur racers in the history of the sport at the moment, and they can't even barely break top 20, right? So you come out and get fourth at Millville. And I tell people, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, these guys back then did not get a fourth, right? Like, it was. Right, right, do you right. remember it being a biggest deal? Like, where oh, you're like, absolutely. Yeah. And I, no way did I expect to be that. Yeah. I mean, you're 16, when- and you're like, and everyone's got a, you got a target on your back as the hottest amateur. And to me, it's easier for that guy coming in than the guys that are already there. Yeah. Right? Because you don't want to get beat by this kid yeah. that's coming out of the amateur no. ranks. And, you know, I, I remember Moto 1 being in this, in this position. And honestly, I didn't know where I was going to stack up with these guys. Yeah. I'd never ridden with any of them. Yeah. yeah. So I had no, I- yeah. I had no idea. Um, and so when I was, whatever position I was in, I was blown away. I yeah. mean, I was blown away after the weekend was over. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe 
I, you, I hadn't done 30 plus two laps. You know, you're talking back then it was 37 yeah. minutes because we had closer to three minute lap yeah. times than now. Yeah. You're yeah. yeah, for TV it's shorter. A minute, yeah. which is completely right. ridiculous, I think. Yep. But uh, I, I what yeah. was it a couple years ago at Mount Morris? I think it was a minute 50, Yeah, minute 45. Right. I think this year it was a little yeah. longer again. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it, it blew me away. I didn't go there yeah. expecting myself to get fourth. Because I was there. That was my first ever pro national as a kid. You know, oh, I was really? 14 years old or whatever. And we're like, we knew about you. We're like, this fucking Dan Bradshaw. And like, got that they don't just run fourth. You know, so Schmidt wins, Cooper gets second, Holland third, you're fourth, Morocco was fifth. And that would have been Mike, one of Mike's first races, too. Not his first. He, you know, he, yeah, I think he'd he ridden a couple. Seven, yeah, but. And then Ty Davis, Todd DeHoop, Upshaw, Gaddis, Brooks, Tishner. Tishner? I mean, that's a guy you knew well. And yeah, yeah. He beat Ronnie's Tishner. He's a good rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I had trained and rode with him as an yeah, amateur. You right. Know, so. Now, the next week in Washougal didn't go so well. No. But. I, Washougal, I don't know it was ever really that good yeah, for me. I mean, right. I had a good ride there and would have been 96. Yeah was probably one of my better yeah. rides. But, yeah, no, it, yeah. W- it was an eye-opening experience yeah. for sure. But to me, Washougal is one of those tracks that um, is similar to Southwick. Yeah. You're going to get passed by guys in practice that you don't even know who they are. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's super, super fast, yeah. which – Smale's going to go blowing by Which you. I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, nowhere had I ridden yeah. on a track that was that fast. Yep. Not to take anything away from the guys, but, yeah, yeah it was an eye-opening yeah. experience. There. I right. was like, oh, man, really? Do I belong so, here? <laughs> Going into 89, you're number 45. You know, we all know the story. Did you think I can win both championships? I mean, were you, were you, I mean, that was truly your rookie year. You yeah, know, did you I, think like I can win both these? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, See, and me from the outside, just reading about you in MXA and reading about you in all these magazines. Probably thought that. Yeah, I'm like, this fucking guy, like this, this guy's coming. That I just know right. that that's, no, I didn't. Right. I mean, I was yep. young and again, had everything to gain, nothing to lose. Yeah. And to me, I like that. It's yep. almost like being the underdog. Right. That I, I kind of like that. And But, you know, once we got into the Supercross season and I was winning, yep. not that it was easy, but I was yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. I, I may have a chance at this. But that year was uh, uh, my contract was based on winning. Oh, was it? Okay. And, and the championship yep. was okay, yep. Yep. but winning races was what they wanted. Yep. So that was my goal. Yep. And I knew how much money I made to win, so that was my effort, and that's the reason that – yeah, I yeah, would I mean, crash 80, or I 80, would win. Eighty nine <laughs> Miami, you crashed three times, I think, and you still win. You know, in the so soundtrack. and but that was in my head because there was things that I wanted that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, my parents weren't able to let me have, yep. and that was my right. way of going for it. Were your parents going to all the races in like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one? Like were they? Um, they they did. Um, I shouldn't say all of them, yep. but you know, it's one of those things, man. When yeah. I made that step. Now, all of a sudden, they're still a parent, but they have to become a spectator, yeah. which is very hard for a lot of them, as we well know. Yeah, as we know, yeah. And I wouldn't want to be in that position right. because I know it would be hard for me. But um, but but they did well. I mean, there was some times to where, you know, right. I didn't ride good, but my dad yeah. knew I wasn't putting in the effort yeah. either. Um, but for the most part, they were a spectator, yeah. and they did go to a majority of them. Actually, I skipped over end of 88, of course. Uh, the famous photograph of you in Japan that Pete Fox took, you win 250 Supercross, beating RJ. It's like, and Chavez, I did a podcast with Mike Chavez, your mechanic at the time, and he was just like, he was like, I couldn't believe it. He, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like, he's not beating Rick Johnson, you know? I know. <laughs> no, that, that entire race, he was breathing down my yeah. neck the whole entire time. And yeah. obviously, I had, you know, looked up to Ricky as a kid and was yeah. friends, and then now all of a sudden, I'm... And yeah. I never even would have thought that, because at that time, I'm looking at them that they're so much older than me that yeah. they're going to be gone by yeah. the time I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they weren't. Right. <laughs> they still, they yeah. were still there, and it's like... 
Dude, and RJ was a bad dude. Shit, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I got it. And, you know, he was he was an aggressive rider yep. and didn't mind saying things and didn't mind intimidating you. And, right. And it, it probably helped that I knew him as a kid. Yep. So even once we got to race against each yeah. other, even though where RJ was in his career and where I was, it was fun. Yeah. It, it was exciting. Yep. There was animosity, and and that made me excited and, yep. and motivated me. So. But, yeah, no, I definitely did not expect myself to win Osaka Supercross for sure. I mean, when I got the start, I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, did you ride a lot of 250s? Did you have a lot of 250 experience? Um, Yeah, as an amateur. And I I liked a bigger bike way, way better. I felt like I rode it much better, kind of had always. Um, So, but I still didn't think there was any way, you know, I figured I'd find my place back in there somewhere, maybe at the tail end of the American pack, more or less. But, um you know, yeah. just kept clipping the laps off, and and the track was hard to pass on. It was ruddy and sandy uh-huh. and whatnot. But and and RJ, you know, tried to move me several times. <laughs> I mean, I I remember his handlebar hit me in the back of the head yeah. into a couple of corners. <laughs> and uh, he was, was like, "This this kid is not." Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I can I know being in that position later on in my career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you <laughs> just assume kill him and run over him and not really care the <laughs> aftermath, but they're not winning. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and then, you know, he, as I said last yeah. night, he had choice words to say on the podium. once we were on the podium. Yeah. I, I, it was literally blew me away. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know. What, what, what did he say? It's like it's yeah. a dream. He, he told me, he goes, you fucked up now. Yeah. He goes, and like, I go, Look I, go, I go, what do you mean? He, he did call me a little shit. As yeah. soon as we got up to the top, he goes, you fucking little shit. <laughs> and he goes, well, he goes, you fucked up now. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, because from now on, when this doesn't happen, everybody's going to want to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really right. Whether yeah. you were calling friends or whatever, after that, oh, I got third tonight. Yeah. Well, what happened? Yeah. What do you mean? What the fuck happened? <laughs> I rode my ass off and I got third. Yeah. I got beat. Right. But, you know, that was not yeah. that was not an, yeah. an answer anymore. No. And uh, he, he, he was exactly right from uh, that day forward. I should also, too, we should, me being Canadian, I should preface, somebody sent me a tweet the other day, your first real Supercross win was in Toronto. Right. Uh, uh, you jumped. To, they flew you up there. You rode two fifties. You beat Rollerball and Larocco, uh, a couple other guys, but you won a two fifty Supercross in Toronto, which was a legit race. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think there's some photos. I of think you I was fifteen. Around. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was some bitching about me being too young, right? right. Um, to ride, and I was thinking to myself, I, I don't know that I'd really want to bitch about somebody younger racing yeah. against me. I, I might have. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember my reaction back then because it wasn't the internet. It was the everything. same. It was the same way as but, Osaka to me. I, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, what am I Dude, doing? Rollerball would not have taken that well. Like he would not have taken that well. No, and <laughs> I knew that I could not have him close enough to me. <laughs> no. You know, I no. knew, I knew that, and so Bro. I was running like a scared dog yeah. the whole time. Yeah, because Rollerball is gonna, I'm gonna break this kid's leg. Like. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he looked like freaking Ivan Drago. So he I did. was scared to yeah. death. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, and then also, I forgot you moonlighted on the 250 series. Got third at San Diego. Yeah, before you before you started before racing. I rode yeah. 125. So. Yeah, and again, like I got a, people like this is this is Justin Cooper coming out of Loretta's and then getting third at Anaheim, you know, or Anaheim yeah. two. Like this is this doesn't happen now. Yeah, I don't and even it, think about it. It's like right. When you, no. Check, check. There you go. You know, when you bring it up, it yeah. literally still brings cold chills to my neck yeah. to think about it because it's, it's like thinking about it now, looking at these guys, we'd be like, holy, dude, you know what I mean? But I don't think about we'd it. We'd have like a that. whole four hour episode about the, the kid who got third on the podium as a, as a you know, 17 year old. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, you know, to yeah. me, it was another race. Yeah. To, but yeah. 
God, Yamaha McCarty must have just been like, this is it. I am going to beat those motherfuckers at Honda. <laughs> this yeah. is my guy. <laughs> RJ left, Dogger left. This is my yeah. guy. Like, and, and, you know, I, I stayed there a few times and had the opportunity to leave, but I yeah. stayed because of yeah. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did. And, uh, you know, and Glover stayed there too, and he had a chance to go in the factory days, and mm-hmm. he, he turned them down, and he I think – We'll get to that, but yeah, absolutely one of those moments where you're like, eh, maybe I should have. So, um, so eighty nine, you win the one twenty five Supercross title over Kudowski. closer than we thought, but only because again you would crash every now and then. Yeah, I don't even remember how many yeah. I won that year. Yeah, but a I know bunch, it was quite a few. Yep. Um, come to nationals, and this is the story we were just talking about this morning, mountain biking. Uh, so I worked at Yamaha obviously for a few years with with Bob Oliver and Keith and all those guys, and eighty nine one twenty five nationals. I mean, you're the fastest guy, uh, but you're crashing a little bit, and then. Bob told me like we would you would you would jack around with Kurdowski in Holland. The, the Holland was the defending champion. Kurdowski was the guy. Did you race against Mike as amateur? Like was he in your class? Like I don't even know if he was. No, he was oh, a Scotia head. Okay, yeah. and, and and Bob told me we would tell Damon, <laughs> don't fuck around with those guys. Like don't you know just race your race. You got the speed, you'll win. And no, nope, you would just screw around. With yeah, those guys. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, you know, I I have to blame a little bit of that on Hannah. Really? Because I know yeah. that he did that. Yeah. And, yeah. You was know, he around I, then? Was he uh, around then? He was a little bit, but I I didn't hear it from him. Okay. I would hear it from McCarty and those guys. Ah, yeah. So yeah, all yeah. these older guys yeah. who tell me that, well, now I'm doing it. Yeah. And they're, they're and you're compared to Hannah in the media and the press and everything yeah. back then. Yeah. And so that was the reason. But it's like one of those days you feel so good you just can't beat the guy. You want to just you know because yeah. there was like Jeff said last night. There's always shit talk. Yeah. And you know, amongst everybody. And so it was like, that really drove me when somebody would say something or whether it was in a magazine or whatever, it was like, I'm going to try to make their life as miserable <laughs> as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a prick, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and there was obviously days that you couldn't do that. I mean, it was just like we were yeah. talking about, you know, bail last night yeah. riding around in limbo behind me. Yeah. Well, that was not my day. Yeah. You know, and there was days that he was getting in my way. Right. But, it so you just have and when I would have those days I would just make you're the like very can, most out of it yeah yeah and and you know one of them we talked about it today and Bob told me about it too Bob told me it was Kardowski you told me it was Holland so that the details uh, are sketchy, the both the, but, the both, both but at Red Bud you crushed your pipe you were jacking around with Holland yes uh, you crushed your pipe got 15th they lost a bunch of points you know you were clearly the fastest guy uh, Chavez told the story too and you know something like that where you were just like I'm just gonna screw with these guys it, it, I'm it so bit good me. right now. Two times it comes to my mind, yeah. once with Holland, once with Stanton. Yeah. Uh, once with Stanton and Redbud. Um, I was doing the same thing to Jeff. You know, here we are in his hometown. Yeah. And I'm being, you know, the young prick. And it was time to go. We were racing. Uh, Jeff had gotten back by me. Or I, th- I think I was I think I was behind him when I crashed. But anyways, yeah. over the bars, tore my knee up, which was before L.A., yeah. the Supercross ending that year. Yeah. Not the reason I lost the championship, right. but after that I, I right. did get surgery on the leg. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was yeah. just, it was, to me, it was fun. And I also knew, knew the reaction from the fans and yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, that drove yeah. me even more. Also, I got to phrase it with people who maybe don't remember you or remember your career. Like you were one of the first, and it was Tony D was before you and everything else, but you were really one of the first East coast guys to be one of the best racers in the world. It was all California guys and you were the beast from the East and, you represented a certain segment of the population and a certain demographic of the sports, and that people really attached themselves to that. Now, 
for sure, like Jody Weisel at MXA and these guys, like they weren't fans of you because they were West they Coast. Were, they were in the beginning, yeah, for a while, yeah. and then it turned. Which yeah, it kind of did that with every writer, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, it did. But um, but you, people got to understand too, like. Again, it wasn't you weren't the first because, like I said, there were many other. But, yeah, David Bailey. And, yeah, but, but there was but very I did few. feel. Yeah, I did feel like you. You wore the East Coast flag oh, no, for proudly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And f- fans really got onto that. You know, they attached themselves to that. Like this kid is going to show those California dudes what's up. And and, and again, it, it was like I said, it was an eye opening experience for me when I first went to California. You could race three days a week or yeah. four days a week. Yep. Yep. I was like, wow. <laughs> You know, so it started making me think, man, that's the reason so many good guys are yeah. coming out of here. Yeah. And, and obviously, they're close to the factories, and yep. it's just like anything to this day. Whatever you want done, machine fixed, built, whatever, yep. you go right down the street in California. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't do yeah. that everywhere. You had bars, bars competition. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so um, that was... Uh, yeah. Again, you know, now yeah. obviously yeah. it's all changed. Yep. But but yeah, back I didn't then, really yeah. think about it. I get. I no. don't think I really think about it being back then. Like I'm the only guy on the East Coast. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. I I felt I felt it as a fan. I'm like, yeah, this kid is East Coast. He's showing them it's what's just, up. You know? It was rare yeah. for yeah. sure at that yeah. time. Right. And I think it was just because of um, the amount of tracks yeah. we had, the type of racing we had. You know, you were racing one day a week. And yeah. Later on, you could go and do some money races and race multiple yeah. days a week, but right. I think that was yeah. it. And and then the winters, yep. you know, the winter time you'd lose ground because yeah. y- you just couldn't ride. Yep. You know, I mean, you c- and I didn't go and just ride the mud every day like a lot of people probably thought I did. I, yeah. I hated the yeah, mud. Yeah. I didn't want to ride in it. So we would lose that ground to where guys out yeah. west, yeah, could ride all the time. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Damon Bradshaw. Uh, really appreciate the downloads and the listens and everything else, man. Uh, really interesting podcast, of course. The legend in the sport. Thanks to Alpine Stars. Thanks to Maxis as well for coming on board. Most of all, thanks to folks at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Damon Bradshaw is associated with them, and that's all you need to know about Fly Racing and flyracing.com. Thanks to Race Tech. Pulp 19 is a code to save with Race Tech motors and suspension. Uh, great guys down there at Race Tech. Ben LeMay running Race Tech stuff. Uh, Zombie Chris Blost used Race Tech and Supercross to kill it. And of course, you've got Michael Essi using uh, Race Tech up, on, uh, up in Canada on his suspension. So he's doing a great job up there. So thanks to the folks at Race Tech. Please get your oil changed, get your suspension some love. Dial it in with the folks at Race Tech. Really appreciate it. So, um, all right, thanks to uh, you guys for listening, and let's go. Some more Damon Bradshaw. Here we go. I think you told me a while ago if you had to do it again, you might have stayed down in 90? Stayed down in 125 another year? No. No? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, right. I was ready yeah. to go. You were ready. I, I yeah. did not like a 125. Yeah. Still don't to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and it only got progressively worse after that when right. I had to well, ride. Well, when you had to ride a split season 125. Yeah. You want to talk about uninspired Damon Bradshaw rides. <laughs> God, yeah. And, and then, you know, motocross the nations on the thing. And it, yeah. yeah, it was just, it was brutal. But I always felt like I rode a big bike better. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so. At the end of 89, you lose the 125 title. Uh, last round comes down to Union Dilla. You win both motos, but Grudowski does what, what he, he needs to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah, and he wins the title by two points or whatever it is, three points. Uh, yeah, somewhere yeah. right yeah, there. something like that. Uh, and so 90, it, could, it could have been 20 at that point. but <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so 90, you come out, and you're full-time 250 guy now. And this is this is an all-time year, man. Wygan and I did a podcast about this. Like, you had... RJ broke his wrist in 89, so he wasn't the same guy anymore. But Wardy was still very good. Uh, Osho was still good. Uh, you know, jacked up knee a little bit, but jo- Johnny was good. Um, and then you had yourself and Larry Ward and Chicken and LaRocco and Kodrowski, and the kids were coming on. Yeah. And you still had some old guys. And it was a great year, man. It was a great sort of, like, mixture of – I felt like there was a lot of guys that could win. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, you come out, you win the first two rounds. It's all on. Third round, you hurt, hurt your ankle, and it kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I think it was going to be one of those years similar to what I had, you know, later on. And yeah. I was just on a roll and, yeah. you know, broke yeah. my ankle and then tried to ride with it after that and yeah. decided – that was when I kind of decided, I was like, you know, when I'm injured – I'm going to be done yep. until I come back and it's, it's so you can do your, but, because yeah. all I'm doing is doing damage further down the road. Yeah. And, and I wanted to try to get through it and I thought I could, but yeah. you know, yeah. and, and then Atlanta, I think I was, I don't know, I was having a good ride there and, um, but I still was dealing with my ankle and mm-hmm. I thought I was on the kind of the comeback of it. Yep. And then uh, me and Kardowski got together, I think, and yeah. went down re-injured Yeah, that, that might have been a win for you. It was a crazy night, obviously. We've covered yeah, that race. Yeah, and it was it's, one of the one of my favorite rounds because yeah. we were in we were in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it it those couple of years there, like 90, 91, 92, which we'll get to. Well, ninety two was probably you know obviously we'll talk about that, but just kind of like wins, wins, win, ankle crash. Uh, I think there was a foot problem in there too somewhere. Like it, it never you could never cl- close the deal, but when you raced. You were winning, or up there anyways. Yeah, you know? I mean, I had a few nagging injuries, but yeah. I, I was really fortunate when it comes to that. I yeah. mean, I, th- I think I had a thumb at one time, and, yeah. you know, my ankle early on there that right. happened at San Diego. But um, for the most part, you know, yeah. I, I, I stayed pretty healthy. Right. But again, it was just one of those things where I didn't leave very much on the table, and I wanted to win yeah. because, to me obviously it's smarter, you know, mm-hmm. to ride around in third or fourth when, when maybe you're not on that day. Yep. But me riding around third or fourth, <laughs> I knew that people didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that either. Right. I, I wanted everybody in those stands to be on my side. Yeah. And I knew if I put all into it, yeah. it was going to either be, you know, a disaster mm-hmm. or I was going to win. And, and whether it was coming from 10th or wherever. Yep. I mean, I, I, when we're talking about that, I think about San Jose, the, the one year one that I will will never forget you know, getting stuck in the gate, the one Dr. Yeah. D one. Dr. D one, yeah. And to me, that was probably one of my more epic rides in a Supercross. Yeah. Getting stuck in yep. the gate. And they are crossing back over, and the AMA guy's trying to stop me. I'm <laughs> yeah. that far yeah. behind. And yeah. how I come back to second place, I really don't yeah. know. Thank God, though, Dubak won. Oh, Let's yeah. give him Dr. No, D. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> not that I not that I was going to let him. No, no. He won. He, but... he told the story like you were you were going to park him. Yeah. Oh, I was going for it. I was going for it. I mean, how do you not when you're coming from yeah. that far behind? And, yep. and it just kept happening and happening. I'm like, yep. holy Remember shit. Remember RJ at Coliseum, too, uh, 87. RJ came from, yeah, he crashed in first turn, same thing. And he won. He passed Coop like late in the race. Right, and, on, yeah. right on the end, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, there's, there's always um, some good ones in there. Fox to Axo. Was it just a, uh, they just threw money at you? They just, they threw more money? Um, what was it? I, 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 th- I think so. Because you were an iconic Fox guy, of course. Yeah, Super I think strong. so. Yeah. And, and uh, again, I think more guys, you know, were coming yep. on and, and riding with it. And I did. I mean, I enjoyed the years. The, those guys were fun. They were yep. young and, and energetic and always wanting to yeah. do cool shit and thinking outside the box with, with Pete and Greg. And, yep. and so, uh, but yeah, and, and then it was a great, you know, joining with Jim Hill yeah. and, and his whole crew and um, a different group, but but very energetic yeah. and very outside the box as well, like yeah. the Fox guys. And yeah, they made T-shirts for you. They yeah, did and cool I ads give for you. Yeah. so much credit to those Fox and AXO yeah. of, of the person that I am and yeah. that I was back yeah. then just because they had all of these great ideas. I didn't have all those great ideas. Yeah. I just knew that I wanted fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they really, really helped with that. Yeah, I mean, look, you're riding – spoke for you and your results spoke for you and your character and everything else but 
Also, when people think of you, they think of your fucking cool look at these two companies. I know, you know and, I, mean? and, like, and I can't take any look. credit for right, that. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I was definitely not yeah. the designer, but... Yeah. Um, you know, and I and I honestly, I didn't have anything favorite back then yeah. I wanted to wear. I was a little bit weird sometimes about gear that I won in. Oh, yeah. Um, even to the point that I would wear that same gear oh, really? again yeah, the yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody would want, want my gear, and I would go and give them something clean yeah, before I would yeah, give them the yeah, one I wanted because I'm like, yeah. I'm wearing. Right. So it's a little bit superstitious right. like yeah. that for a while. Yeah, I think that's part of the aura of you is your look. A small part of it, but part of the aura is your look at both companies, yeah, and how what you did. To, it was just such a cool time, right? And people just dug it. Man. And and it's and it's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, everything's a full circle, yep. right? It all comes yep. back around. But but even now, putting those into new designs, it's still yeah. Yeah. still badass. Yeah, the, yeah, the zebra stripe stuff. Uh, RJ will tell you he wore it for us, which he did at the USGP. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I really feel like you made it. You know, the famous. You yeah, know, it was just it back the time. Bra- Bubba brought it back. You know, right? Yeah. And when uh, him and I don't know. They did the deal one year at, uh, I don't think it was a Monster Cup then. It was before. Yeah. When they Monster had o- US Open. But they yeah. did the same thing. Yeah. The first time I think they did it. Yeah. I think Bubba wore it and then some other writer. But I mean, it Yeah. It was cool. I mean, obviously I wasn't the designer guy, but yeah. I did wear it all yeah. in that era. And, and uh, for them to, to bring it back and write in, it was, was cool. We had Jeff Stanton on the show last night. Uh, again, he gave you so many troubles. He's got six titles. You know, you don't have any outside of 125 East Coast. So six, some of those should have been yours for sure, which we'll get to. But... Man, uh, as I brought up last night, like Chad Reed and James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael and Wyndham and whoever else, they don't have, they don't have back then. They didn't have any relationship. And then last night, you guys are telling us that at the height of your powers, at you him, you and him being one A and one B, you're playing basketball together on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that blew it, me away a little uh, bit. Again, looking back at it, a lot of people probably didn't know that or even no, think about it. No, but, I would have thought you guys hated each other. But it it got turned off on the racetrack but we were the type of guys that could that could race that close and bang but we trusted one another um and then we could talk about it and go on about the day yeah i don't know why i again we talked about that last night and i i honestly think that it was like that because i'm not sure how many years older than me jeff is um so i think that's the thing if you think about all of the guys that i banged heads with and we we were all very similar in age Mm -hmm. and we'd come up through the amateur ranks and we you're were like, on you're different like, teams. I, you're like, I can't stand Jeff Emig. I keep seeing you for for 10 years now. I've seen you, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you just get to know them so well and race against them, and mm-hmm. everybody doesn't like something about everybody, how yeah. they ride or yeah. what, whatever. Yep. But I never had that with Jeff. Yep. I didn't know that until I was professional and raced yep. against him. Right. It blew me away because I just assumed that you – of course, you have respect for each other, but right. I also would assume that you guys wouldn't really be bros. But here I find out you're playing and basketball. And we were at AXO. Yeah. We were at yep. AXO together. Yep. But it wasn't like we did – photo shoots together yeah, yeah. and did dinners together any of that yeah. we 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 weren't but right. we just had a, it was just a different it was a different yeah, deal different you know? deal and and again i've said it hundreds of times i enjoyed racing with him more than i did anybody yeah yeah it's crazy and there's some if you people want to go on youtube there are some epic battles at red yeah. and everything else um and bale so we had bale on a podcast i've gotten to know him over the years i go to bercy every year he's there he does tv for him and and uh, he's like sort of a mysterious figure over here. He doesn't, you know, do a lot of interviews and everything else. But I've gotten to know him pretty well. And he worked with Honda one year at the GPS and everything else. And he told me I do not like Damon Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's he has a reason, I'm sure. Yeah, well, there was a Coliseum. Like you were aggressive with him at that Coliseum. That was all just racing to me. Yeah, right? I mean, but, we just kind of ended yeah. up at the same place at right. the same time, and uh, you know. But again. you told me on the show, like you, you're you were fine with him. Like you didn't want you want to beat him, of course. You weren't buddies with him, but. 
Yeah, no, you I didn't feel like you. I didn't hate him. Yeah, yeah. But but he was one of those guys. Um, again, very talented. Yep. Really wouldn't fight. Yep. But he was good enough that if you weren't on that day, he could just ride around. There were some days probably where he was just gone, huh? And go on with yeah. e- and go on with ease. Yeah. Um. But he just didn't fight, and you kind of knew that. So you knew if it was a day for you and you had to rub him or yeah. whatever, yeah. He, he wasn't going to fight back. Yeah. Unless you made a mistake, he's going to ride around you and laugh and go yeah. on. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, I imagine there were many moments where you intimidated him and got by him, and there were probably also many moments where he was like, look at this guy going at me. I'm going to break here, let him go by. And you know, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no. He yeah. was and, – and, you know, you, yeah. I, you, learned, you learned from him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you picked up bits and pieces from everybody, yeah. and that was – my thing was I tried to stay really open-minded, and I could learn from somebody that was an amateur yeah. writer yeah. or one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, Eli Tomac broke your record. Uh, you're tired of talking about it. Well, you're not tired of talking about it. You do a really good job. We, like, we have the fly racing pit shows, and we bring it up here and there and, and uh, the live podcast shows. And th- I've heard fans talk to you about it. 1992, Eli Tomac breaks your record for most wins in a season without winning a championship. Um you should have won the title that year. Uh, like you said, you broke, tore, tore your knee up before the race. It was uh, The post was postponed for L.A. riots. It was a, a day race. A lot of things went into that, but ultimately you didn't ride well. And, no. And Jeff yeah. won, and Jeff stole the title from you with winning three or four races. You won I nine. I think you won four. I think yep. you won four that year. You won nine. Um, and it was crushing in your in your life. It was a crushing defeat. Yeah, like, it, w- it was. Um, yeah. I, I can't really say that it was a turning point for yeah. my career, but, yeah. it, it, but it definitely – you know, hurt because there's a lot of work that goes into it, but yeah. there was nothing. Yeah. And, and typically, I and you don't did, even mind talking about it either. I think that you're fine. No, I mean, yeah. typically, I did well under pressure. Yeah. I mean, even from amateur ranks all the way up through having to win uh-huh. every single moto yeah. at at the mini Olympics yeah. in order to be in contention for the bronze boot because yeah. Ezra that year was riding; he was a class or two below. Yeah. So I had had experience with pressure all the way through and put a ton yeah. of pressure on myself, right. but just. And even um, eighty nine one twenty five Supercross, it came down to the last race, and I think you won. Yeah, like yeah. So it just, um, I don't, I don't yeah. even know what the answer is there, yeah. other than I just strictly rode bad. Knee was hor- knee was hurting. It, it was, um, but it it wasn't yeah. a deciding factor yeah. for me that kept right. me riding, whether it was in my head or not, whatever. Yeah. To um, can you get rid of a conspiracy theory that that w- that's out there about that race? Uh, I probably can try. Okay. Conspiracy theory: Damon's contract automatically renewed when he won the 250 Supercross title for X amount of money, whatever that was. If he didn't win, though, his contract was still up, and he would have got more money because, you know, you can you can get a... Your raise wasn't big enough if you'd won the title. Right. So you threw the title to get a bigger yeah, raise. Yeah, complete theory. Right. Complete theory. That's, I wasn't that's smart out enough. there. Yeah, that, well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stupid because right. I wasn't smart enough as a kid yeah, yeah. to even think about that. Right. And honestly, right. don't ever... Have you ever heard that before? Have you ever heard that? It's conspiracy theory about your but the I, I have heard it, but right. it's been it wasn't yeah, yeah. then. Yeah, um, right, it was right, right. way yeah, way yeah, later, yeah. and and I didn't even think anything. It's a about it's a it. it's a moto conspiracy. Yeah, yeah no, Damon no. threw the race. No, sh- no way in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously the yep. championship paid well then. Yep. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, that I would have never. I mean, to to see the guys on the team so smiling throughout that season. Yeah, and. And obviously, yeah. when we got to there, things had started changing because I lost so many points in India. In, in India. Um, and uh, San Jose, was it? Or No, not n- the only place I lost. Was it just big, Indy? Yeah, it was just okay. Indy. I mean, yeah. I lost, 20, to, lost 25 points. Yeah. yeah, I was 27 or 28 ahead yep. in Indy with only a couple rounds left. Yeah. 
And um, but so definitely the face has changed. I mean, there's no better feeling when you walk to the truck because I always felt like I carried that truck on my shoulders, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you walk to that truck and everybody's smiling and they love their job, and yeah. then all of a sudden you have a few bad yeah. results and you come there and everybody's kind of kicking the can, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. not that they not that they meant to and that they were trying to put anything on me, but of course not, it was yeah. me, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. God, these guys are frowning because their results aren't yeah. where they should and, be. And, and they are family to you at this point. Oh, like yeah, absolutely. 12 years old, like you talked about. Absolutely. John R., uh, Keith McCarty, Bob Oliver, those guys have yeah, been there. Mike Chavez, Heaven, when Chuck I was Chavez, a kid, yeah. and then, yeah. well... Right. I mean, there's Ron Heaven right. and yeah, yeah, Cliff yeah. Lett, the yeah, list yeah. goes on. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really – it hurt me worse letting those guys down than not winning a championship yeah. by yeah. far. Right. Do you remember during the race being like, what's going on? What's happening? I'm oh, blowing I, this? I, like Jeff's up front? Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just could not get yeah. going, and and I felt like it was all crashing on me. Yeah, yeah. And God, that must, nobody, be, a, that must be a terrible feeling. Yeah, and nobody wanted to see me win. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And honestly, yeah. we talked about it last night. I felt like the only person really wanted to see me win was Bell. Uh, yeah. Because and he, and he didn't have a shot no. at it. You he know, they had, Jeff. Their, yeah. they had their, you know, deals at Honda oh, yeah. or whatever. No, Guy Cooper said, uh, did Cooper give his starting spot to Jeff? I think. or He did Co- something weird, Cooper, which I don't like Cooper, him either. So. <laughs> Cooper was like, yeah, I, I didn't like Damon. Like, I yeah, wanted no. Jeff to win. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 and Bale told and me. And I knew that. Yeah. Uh, and I knew it that night on the starting line. Check, check. Yeah. And Bale, I mean, Bale said. And he rode behind you, and he's like, "Go, go! Maybe if I put pressure on you, on I you, would, that, yeah, that you would that you pull your head out of your ass and you would go forward." And at some point, he told me, "I I gotta pass him. He's going too slow." Yeah, and he passed you. Oh no, I was. <laughs> I I I don't even know. It it, it was literally like I was yeah. doing. I was in practice cruising, <clears throat> yep. and I could not step it up. Every Amazing. time I you stepped won it nine up, nine races that year. And I think again that you know. My bike was set up for me to ride that bike, not yeah. to putt around on it. <laughs> right. And that's right. literally what I was doing. So yeah. I was making mistake after bike's mistake, working, and the bike's yeah. not working. Yeah. But it wasn't the bike's fault. It was because yeah. I wasn't riding it to where yeah. we had tested and where right. all the races prior to right. that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was weird. And it started really bad on the starting line. I oh, started yeah? Feel, yeah okay. I don't, the pressure just yep. was like... Did you win your heat or anything? Do you remember? I don't remember, but... Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. Right. I don't think it was a good night even yep. from the get go, yeah, yeah. and I was just struggling yep. um, mentally. And then I remember the start of the the main event, and I don't know if it was you know I didn't get the gate I wanted or because yeah. yep. I know I didn't get yep. a very good pick. Yep. I'm like, gee, and and I felt I felt like nobody there wanted to see no, me win, yeah. and I get it because yep. I what whatever you're the kid, you're you're a prick, and we yep. don't want to see you win. Yep. Which typically drove me. Yeah. I liked that, but there it just didn't didn't click yeah yeah it's unbelievable night in motocross history and yeah yep. but man like you're cool with people talking to you about it like I, you're like hey i'm not happened. gonna i'm not gonna change it i know, you know? i know and uh yep. and again it's not i i can't really say that it would have changed my career maybe maybe it would have maybe it yeah. wouldn't have i yeah. mean i had uh you know had opportunities after that so. yeah yeah unbelievable uh night for sure for for you for yamaha for everybody Mike Chavez, I did a podcast with him. He he was replaced as your mechanic at the end of '91. You know, brought in Brian Lunis. He'd worked with RJ and Hannah and everybody else, and he lost his mind, I guess, after that race. And you know, it, people were like, oh, "Maybe it was Brian." You know, maybe Brian has put too much pressure on Damon. But you're like, "Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. no." He no. was. Uh, you're like, fine. He was yeah. a definitely part of my success. Yep. Um, Brian definitely had his strong points in a lot of areas and a lot of, uh, yep. we'll just call it credentials from those other guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you you can't help but believe, but we but we bucked heads too, yep, and yep. we got that out of the way. There was, 
you know, again, it's hard for somebody in his position not to refer back to the guys that he'd worked with in the past. And and he did one time, and that was kind of a breaking point for us because I, you know. You're like, I'm not Hannah. Exactly. And, and, you know, and I'm different, and we're all different, so you need to accept that. And I I respect you, and and we, we did. We had a good yeah. You know, we had a we had a good relationship, yep. and, and and I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot from him, and again, it was just you know yep. one of those other guys I, I let down that right. night. The next year is another. I had Dubok on at one of these uh, a couple months ago, right? And I, oh yeah, I, I threw I a bunch of hypothetical questions at Dubok because he loves Dubok's a, a student of the sport, history of the sport. You know, he he loves it. So yep. we benched race, and one of the questions I asked Dubok on the show was, "Okay, Doug, if Bale." doesn't go to road racing and actually cares about the sport because 92 Bale rode around, right? Like 92 Bale was already, he was defending Supercross champion, but his head his head was in road racing, right? I said, if, ba- if Damon wins that title in 92 and Bale is still motivated and doesn't care about road racing, do we have a Jeremy McGrath era in 93? Like, do we have that? You know, just ultimate bench racing question. Yeah. yeah. And Doug, I don't, I don't remember what he said. I don't know if he kind of waffled a little bit because, you know, he talked about Jeremy being so much an innovator with his riding style, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, which he was. So he didn't really – I don't know if he answered it or not, but he did say that, yeah, like, Bale was a bad dude when he was motivated. And you – you know, that 92 thing, no one knows how that affected your 93 season. Right. But you won one of the first two rounds. Uh, I think it's Houston, probably second round. You won that. So everyone was like, hey, 93, Damon's the guy, you know. We, uh, he lost 92, but he'll be gone. Right. And dude, you never won again. Mm-mm. You won that, and then some kid named McGrath comes in and just starts racking them up. Yeah, and, it was and, just one of those things, man. Yeah. Young guy coming in, everything to gain and yeah. nothing really to lose. And uh, and you know, and, it's and always as a, fa- as a fan, I'm going, what the fuck's wrong with Damon Bradshaw? Like, when is Bradshaw going to show McGrath what's up? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just it was the changing of the guards. Yeah. The way yeah. the way I look at it, and and it's gonna it's gonna yeah. happen again. It's always like yeah. that. Um, but you wouldn't think it would happen. Early on and yeah. early on in that career. So we had Seeley on the show last night. He talked about retiring, and you. I looked at your face when he was talking about how he knew he was going to retire, walking the track, thinking about he didn't really want to be there. And you were like, "Yep, oh yeah, that's you in '93." Yeah, completely. Yeah. You're just like completely. I. And I, the the only difference was the injury thing, yeah, you know, that he yeah, had, and, yeah. and uh, not that it was in the not that I didn't think about that yeah. because when you lose that confidence, then you start second you're you know doubting yeah. yourself and, and yeah. you're thinking about an injury and you're putting yourself in harm's way and um i just yeah, yeah. it was this, it was the same yeah. feeling he had me reading in motocross action up in canada i'm just like what is going on with dan bradshaw like what's happening here you know i just kept waiting for you to to, to turn it on and it just never really happened no nope, nope it was uh again a turning <laughs> yep. point you had you know i had a lot going on i, I would say in my life in general you, yeah. but but just like parent the, stuff but or? just the pressure um, I, I don't think I can't blame it on any of that. Yep. I mean, obviously, it's no different than life or, or mm-hmm. any other kid. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but that wasn't my deciding factor for getting away. Yeah. I, I just was burnt and I could not put forth the effort. It well, just wasn't there. Do you remember at what point it, was it after Supercross? Was it after Nationals? When did you say like I think I'm done? Uh, I. I don't really remember. I yeah. think it, it, it definitely crossed my mind way before I actually decided to yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you know the the main thing was, and and even I knew. I mean, everybody brought. They're like, you got you have four years left on a contract. You were making three hundred thousand. <coughs> is, is that ballpark? 
I honestly don't. Okay. I honestly yeah. do well, not MXA, remember. Anyways, so, you know, you had were, to be somewhere close, but I honestly were, don't remember. Yeah, you had a great contract. Well, yeah, at that paid, time it yeah, was. Yeah, nobody had five year contracts. No, no. And, so uh, you could have easily come back in '94. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, how long you know would a company tolerate that before they terminate? <laughs> they, termi- they terminate. You <laughs> right. know, um, but I didn't. Well, I knew I didn't want to they, get to that point. They did fill you in with Mike Craig, <laughs> and then they terminated Mike Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but no, I knew. I thought about it, and you know, I beat myself up about it. And I'm like, yep. you know, I I have to come forward and be honest with these guys God, because. Uh, and and what helped me with that decision is showing up at the track and seeing those guys. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, I mean, I don't remember how many riders were in the truck then. Yeah, I, it, uh, it 90, ninety-three. It would have been. It would have been you, Fro, Dubak. I think. I think Dubak was still a factory rider then. Really, or would Doug Henry have been there? No, not yet. <clears throat> not, yet. not yet. Okay, so Henry's ninety-six. Okay, yeah. So that that would have been right. you know that that was what started helping me decide because. It, it did matter what I what I did, yeah. and during the week, I'm just I'm, I'm dealing with it, and it was just. Uh, you mean dealing with the outside stuff, like the like the family um, stuff or whatever? No, no, oh, just oh, the pressure oh, of not pressures. performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you during know, the week, you're like, hey, I'm not of not performing right, and, and right. not wanting to do what it took to be in that position. Well, and twenty minutes ago, you told us you're not riding around in third. You don't want to ride no, around in third. No, fourth. if I'm if I don't feel like I'm capable of being in the race, yeah, I don't want to be in yeah. there. Yeah, I, I mean, you just to me. And, and again, uh, after I was, you know, after I was gone and, and I heard guys talk about they had a great night and they got seventh and they yeah, rode yeah. the wheels off of it. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> how, what, how can you be yeah. even remotely excited about seventh right. place? I don't care where you came from or what. Well, I, I said that to somebody and they broke it down and they go, well, this is the deal. I can probably ride around from, let's say, 10 to 7. Mm-hmm. My team's happy. Mm-hmm. I'm making money. But for me to try to go, let's say, to fifth, yeah. that risk is going to really raise. And yeah. then if I get hurt trying to do that, then I'm not going to be able to make money at all. So yeah. team's happy. I'm happy right here. So I'm going to ride. That sounds like Larry Ward might have said that. <laughs> Larry Ward might have broke that down. And <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, I kind of get it because yeah. there are NASCAR teams that do that. They yeah. know that their position and yeah. their car, their car is yeah. here. There's no way I yeah. could. No, Moto's not like that, right? Your desire, your passion, everything gets you. I mean, yeah, and but I, I, I respect that because a lot of those guys right. rode for a long time. Yeah, and uh, that was their position. Do you yeah. think Keith McCarty, Larry Griffiths, I think was probably still there then? Um, they'd have any idea when you called them to say I'm done. Um, Do you think they had any idea? I don't know. We we had. I don't remember. I remember the meeting. It was me, Larry, and Keith, and. This was obviously before I had decided to go away. Yeah. Um, we went to dinner, and they broke down my contract to the hour. Oh, really? Yeah. To me, at a table of, this is basically what we alone pay you per hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why would they do that? I I don't know. but <laughs> You're like, thanks, they, thanks, I feel but, great but, now. Yeah, I mean, I was already in the dump. Right, right. And I'm sure they were getting... Yeah. Shit runs yeah. downhill, yep. right? Yep. Um, was the, Japanese, the, the Japanese guys are screaming. Yeah, I'm at right. the bottom of the barrel right, right. there. So, But you're yeah. not. it wasn't like you weren't respectable in 93. It wasn't like any of that. You were still podium. No, I still, think it yeah. was just, and they had never done that before. Yeah. And uh, So you were like, oh, really, guys? Oh, well. And, and I never really broke it down like that. Yep. I knew it was a lot of money, yep. and I knew I had, you know, four years left or whatever. I yeah. don't remember what it was. Um, but they broke it down, and I was like, wow, it broke down into... <laughs> 
you know, some stupid amount yeah. while I was sleeping. <laughs> you know right, how they, right, right. I was like, oh shit, you know, this, this is serious. And I'm like, I, 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 I when was this? Like what this. part of the year? Was this near the end of nationals or something? Or It like? wasn't after it was over. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it was during. Yeah. During um, and I honestly don't even remember Dude. Uh, when I decided to like, yeah. Hey guys, we got to have a meeting. And so I went to California and sat down in a table yeah. that was long as this room with six guys or yeah. whatever. But and it was different then because I just thought, you know, when I told them, man, I'm not happy. I'm just not in the right place. I'm yep. not going to continue to get a paycheck. I thought that was going to be like, you know, door yeah. shut. I'm out. I'm yep. gone. But it wasn't like that. I mean, yep. they they wanted to keep me on, I think. And obviously my pay, I'm sure, yeah. was going to yeah. change. Yeah. But yeah. they wanted to keep me on and keep me around. But yep. that wouldn't have fixed me. Right, right. Um, yeah. The only thing that was going to fix me was to go, go away. away. And... You know, I think back to the time I had during my knee surgery, that was the biggest break I'd had in my career. Yeah. Ever. And ever yep. how many years yep. to have time this is off. This in 92. Right after the Coliseum, after the Coliseum yeah. when I had yep. my knee operated right. on it. Back then, that was a four or five month deal, yeah. five months or yeah. whatever. And, um, you know, and I was, I was in North Carolina. So there was a period in there to where when rehab was done mm-hmm. for the day, mm-hmm. I couldn't ride. Yep. I really couldn't do anything else. I'd already done what yep. I could do. I had other time yep. to go and You're enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I still don't know if that was the deciding <laughs> mm-hmm. factor, but honestly at that time, um, you know, I, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't set for life, yeah. that type of thing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it didn't matter. It d- yeah. It didn't it, matter. Right. I was like, I don't You could have paid me any amount of money. <laughs> right. I, I'll go and drive a, truck or run a yeah. shovel or whatever right. i am just not happy yeah. and i'm not going to live that way so, i mean this is this is like rocks and people you know now retiring at the end of this year just can't yeah. being like i'm done and you're like well like, it was, it, it no, not near that just because of that guy's injuries and i wow well, I, I, I know mean, but i'm just saying it, it would have dropped the, your, your retirement dropped a bomb on a sport like right right what so you come back 95 for the nationals do you not how long do you go without even riding a dirt bike the end of 93 Oh, definitely from then through 94, pretty much. All the way through 94? Yeah, 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 pretty much through 95. And then at the tail end, right before. So I think I had, I had, I don't even know why I did. And I probably rode somebody else's bike. Yeah. And it just sparked another interest. And I was like, wow, you know. And so I called Yamaha and they were going to be, they were down in Daytona. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I like to come down and ride. They're like, all right. Really? Yeah, you know, no problems. Like, yeah, yeah, come on down. Yep. So I came on down and rode with their guys. Well, I hadn't been on a bike, but yeah, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Right. And um, I'm pretty much was... It's the same speed as those yeah, guys. Yeah, it's what those guys <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. And, and I kind of did that to measure like, mm-hmm. how, you know, man, where am I yeah, at with yeah. all this? And so yeah. that's what re-sparked the whole yep. thing. And then... Yeah, it wasn't a money thing. It wasn't anything. It was like, I got passion no, to I, ride. To yeah, race. I yeah. just had the time away and it's right. like, okay, I'm I'm clean again. I'm ready to go. And... uh and then I think I went to Europe shortly after that yeah. before a contract, and that was when I got to ride a Honda. And yeah. me and uh, Larry Ward McGrath had some went great, it, yeah. great battles over yeah. there, which was, you know, super fun. Uh, so when you called them and said, hey, high points the race, I'm coming back, get Butler's my mechanic, and, like, let's make it happen? Like, yeah, they, they, that, they was, cool? that they... was work. I mean, because Steve wanted to go with Jeff. Oh, did he? And yeah, I yeah. more or less begged him to stay. <laughs> and, you know, and I knew their relationship yeah. and – you know, yeah. my thing to Steve was like, man, you got you got a lot of time in here. You know, yeah, do you yeah. want to go somewhere new like that and, and start yeah. over? And, right. you know, how much longer is Jeff going to be? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a shit talk of Jeff. I just wanted him on my bike because he was really good. Yep. And I, and oh, yeah. I li- and Smart I li- guy. Yeah, and yeah. I liked him. And fortunately, he, he stayed. Yeah. Um, not a super outspoken guy, but very smart. And 
could voice his opinion yeah. with just this mellow Australian voice. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, um, and 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 I yeah. think Mel Morris went. Right. You know, was yeah. was okay. Yeah, I don't um, remember. To come back in the middle of '95 Nationals, '96, uh, you're a full factory guy again. Um, you're getting podiums. Never really win on the Yamaha again, but mm-hmm. certainly podium. Uh, your Washougal ride in 96 was great. I was there for that. You were on fire. Um, uh, but they let you go a little bit at the end of 96. Yeah, were, were I mean, you, you were pissed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the the bike wasn't the greatest. Um, I, no, I, I struggled no. I struggled with it a little bit. Um, and Keith had told me earlier on, and that's I, before Washougal, yeah. weeks before Washougal, that... Uh, you know, my deal was still in place. I hadn't done that well. Didn't have any bargaining power, so yep. it wasn't like we were going back to the table. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy with that. Let me, yeah. you know, let's yeah. let's go with this again. I right. think I still have some yeah. left in me. And um, it was like, okay, it's just a matter of getting it wrote up, getting it to you to sign. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm I'm going yep. another year at this. Then after Washougal, my best ride of the year, he calls me on Monday morning and says, hey, they've decided not to renew your contract. Yeah. I'm like, what? You, yeah. You told me a month ago that things were good to go. I'm like, what did I do? Well, who did I piss off? What? Mm-hmm. He goes, I no answers, no yeah. answers. Still no. to this day, I have yeah. no answers. Right. Um, I thought for taking a, like Kudrowski took a year off, came back, wasn't very good. We've seen many riders take year off, and it's tough to get back into the oh, grind. Yeah. RJ never got, you know, RJ obviously had the wrist, but he never became the same. I thought you were more than respectable. Were you the old Damon Bradshaw at '92? No, you weren't, but you were making podiums. You're still a fan favorite. To me, your comeback was a success on on a, on any level. You right. know, like. Yeah, you weren't winning, but hey, whatever. No, I, yeah. I, I, I think so. There was something I thought about I was going to say oh, there, but I, yeah. I, I forgot. Yeah, so Keith, what it was. so they just they said, yeah, um, you're, you're, you're yeah. Out. So he, he's, I go, but he, there's no explanation. Yeah, just, I'm like, oh, okay, right. okay. Yep. So I got off the phone and I was like completely blown away, and was just madder than hell. Yeah. And so my first phone call was to Bob, Hannah. I told him what had happened, and we we bullshit. Bob's like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> we 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 bullshitted about it a second, and yeah. and he had some he had some you know good things to say. Yeah. And so then my next phone call was Jim Hale. Was it really? Yeah. And yeah. that's when we went to work, and yeah. that's when all of that yeah. that happened. And uh, you know, and I had to go to the, I had to go to the last race, or I, I think there was only one round left, Steel City. Yeah. And obviously they were keeping Duck Henry and, and yeah. John Dowd on, and yep. I'm like. Yogi maybe was coming on, yeah. Yogi I'm like, I am going to kick these guys' ass today and just make them, yeah, make Yamaha feel completely stupid. Well, yeah. I came from way off the pace, both motos, and and beat the guys, but there was a corner on the track, and I don't, uh, I think I've told you, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. I told you this story, but probably never yeah. over this. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was catching Doug, and. Larry Griffiths is standing on the corner of the racetrack or in one of the corners. Oh, yeah. And he's a big boss at Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's, che- yeah. he's cheering us on, cheering us on. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm catching Doug. And so I go by Doug. Well, then once I go by Doug and I come around, Larry's standing there with his arms crossed. Really? And I come by. Yeah, yeah. Then I got far enough ahead of Doug that I could look back when Doug was going into that yep. corner. And I saw him <laughs> uh, out there. And I'm like, that son of a bitch. Yeah, after man, all the what? things you've done for Yamaha. I'm like, after are all, you yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah. yeah. And so let's not be petty here, right? No, like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it blew me away. Right. I had lots of respect for him. Yep. And so when the moto was over, I went through the checkered flag and then I went back and mm-hmm. had, you know, some good things to say to him. Did and, you uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. let him know how right. I feel. And, and, uh, I rode to the truck and grabbed my gear bag and that yeah. was the end of story. That was it. And, and really never it's shitty. It's shitty because you could have rode a 94 and taken a paycheck and you didn't, you, yeah. you came back. I mean, 
you gave the Yamaha a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I appreciate that, and yeah. I don't really, you know, look at it like that. But now, yeah. when I think about yeah. it, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, it, it blew me away. But anyways, doing that whole Manchester thing yeah. was a really cool experience. You loved it, huh? And being yep. involved and almost you had to pick your teammate, you got to pick your clothes, your truck. Yeah. Like yeah, Jim Hale was just like, hey, it's you're based around you. It was so it was so cool, and I'm glad I bike, had your bike wasn't very good. <laughs> no, she was tough, but uh, again, it was one of those things where I'm like, ah, that's cool. I know it's an underdog. Nobody yep. wants to ride it, yep. and if I can get some help from Honda. I know that yeah. they have potential yeah. to make this thing good. Ziggy stepped up, Factory Connection stepped That's what your relationship with that. Yes, yeah, that's where that all up. started. Yeah. Yep. And Honda was a little skeptical in the beginning, yep. but then I thought, then they saw, okay. Dude, they I, did the same thing with Morocco. They were skeptical. They didn't do much. All of a sudden, they watched Morocco do well. They helped them out. Like Wyndham, Wyndham came back. They're like, eh. All of a sudden, they're like, oh. Yeah, they same, just, same kind of thing. They just want to see that oh, you're yeah. serious, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can understand that. Right. So they did, which you know, which really helped. And that was yep. one of my funner years of racing. Yeah. I mean, obviously results weren't great. We were able to win one, which yep. was, was yep. awesome. Right. Um, but you know, and the cool <laughs> thing was Jim just would come to the races and, and be smiling yep. and so proud of what, what we had all put yeah. together. And he's like, you know, he goes, I don't really care how we do. I'm just happy to be here and to see you smiling and, yeah. and we're just having fun. Yeah. Number 10, you had a good look too again. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we really, and we really right. were. So, uh, it was obviously one of the couple years. things about that year. I was a mechanic that year. I started in 96 and so 90, so Deloria is a buddy of mine. Paul Deloria is a buddy of mine. He yep. started being your truck driver. Your yep. mechanic was a buddy of yours from North Carolina, I think. Yep. And then they went riding together, and your mechanic buddy ate shit, broke yes. his pelvis and everything. And to this day... That I, was Mike Andrews. Mike Andrews. Yep. To this day, I tell Delorier, you took him out, dude. You just wanted to be Damon's mechanic. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I would have. I would have to be Damon Bradshaw's mechanic. And he just oh, laughs and stuff. And I'm like, dude, why'd you take the guy out? Like, and, and Paul's like, I never yeah. thought about it yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah, Because Paul went from truck driver to mechanic truck mechanic. driver. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he's been in the... Oh, he's God, still he's, in the industry, yeah. I know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, a great guy, Canadian, fellow Canadian, so I know him well. Second thing is my buddy, another Canadian, Jason Fernett, got a fill-in ride of that team uh, through Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy did his stuff, and yep. Skaggs got hurt, so they... Put exactly, him on a 125, yeah. and he's really struggling with the bike. It wasn't a very good 125 back then, and Ooh, yeah. and he was your teammate, and we're just like him and I are privately like, fucking, what's he like? What's fucking Bradshaw like? And <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Jace Fernet's like, he just likes fucking barbecue, dude, and hang out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, that's right. We would, I would do that on, yeah. on press days yeah. and stuff. I'd break out the grill. Yeah. It was so much fun. And then he told me he's like, he came to you one time for advice. He was struggling at some track. I don't know. He just got off a of KX 250 and wasn't working out. But he's like, I just, I, I went to Damon. And I was like. Man, I'm really struggling. Like, I just, I can't get the bike right. I just, you know, can't fucking figure this out and blah, blah, blah. And you were like, just turn the fucking throttle. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ride the thing harder. Yeah. Yeah, mine's not yeah. that good either. Right, but, right. But we're trying to make it work. My buddy's like, oh, thanks, dude. Thanks. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you were just like, bull, no bullshit. Like, you just need to fucking go faster, dude. <laughs> like, however that fucking works out. Um, if you never come back, so you went high point in the mud, another iconic moment for you. Um, Win a national and everything else. Your last, your last win ever. Um, if you never come back after '93, are you okay with everything, or does the comeback and winning High Point and Manchester and no, it all added, it all added to it. Okay, for so, sure. So if you never come back after '93, you're not feeling the same about your career. No, 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 no. Not, not after them saying we're done, we're not renewing your contract, and then just going away. It was no, like, but I mean, even before, like even like never. Oh, oh yeah, yeah like prior, after ninety three, like um, I was okay with it. Yeah, you know, when okay. I went away, I was yep. okay with it. Yep, um, t totally fine. Seventeen Supercross wins, however many. Yeah, writing it right. off, and it definitely wasn't uh, wasn't the career I wanted. Yep, 
Um, but I was okay with going away because yep. I, I knew it was going to make me happier. Yep. And then so. so then smash cut to if you don't do the 97, you might be a little more bitter about the sport. Like Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and again, it was th- the work and um, I don't know, the, the, the motivation to come back and and try to make the guys at Yamaha's life as miserable as I could. <laughs> that was my yeah. goal. And yeah. uh, we, I definitely had some moments with their guys on their yeah, team, yeah. But, yeah. But, but more or less bleeding through what they had done to me. Right, right. Um, um. But anyways, fast forwarding. Why Why did it end after 97? Do you remember what happened? Like I, you, got, you were number 10. You had a good year. Not You won high point. Yeah, you I, were, I you do. Know. So I had told you know, Jim in that year of 97, I said, let's just make this thing work. I said, I don't. I don't have to make any money, yep. but let's just make it work. I yep. don't want to spend any money, right. but let's make it work. And he's and like, okay. And so I go the second year, you know, th- this risk will have, you know, mounted. I yep. said, I yep. need to make it worth my while. Yep. And I said, and I don't expect you to be that guy for all of it. I yeah. said, so if we yeah. can put together, I said, this is where I need to be. This is what I'm going to be doing if I retire. And, and this is what I'm going to getting paid. Yep. So this is what I got to do. This is what I got to make. And uh, we just couldn't quite come to that. And, I, oh, and okay. I had to just say, you know, it's... He was probably trying to get outside the sponsor. Or, and I yeah, think yeah. so. Right, right. And, and, you know, again, I really emphasized that I didn't want it all coming from Jim. Yep. He had done enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we just couldn't quite get there. So it wasn't... Um, Yep. It wasn't a bad deal at yep. all. We were you just were, like, you, you were know, content? Yeah, yeah, you were good. Um, I, I was content. You know, I, I I don't know Jim Hale. I talked to him on a podcast. I did a podcast with him. Uh, he lives he lived in Vegas. I do remember that. Um, yeah. He was a terrific guy. We were making plans to do a collaboration about Axel's different gear over the years. I was going to go meet him at his house, and he, he was on vacation. I was on, We never got together, and then he passed away. And, and uh, I, I, again, I never met him. I never met him. I just talked to him on the phone. What a terrific guy, though. And I talked to Davey Coombs about him a little bit, too, after he passed away. And, like, again, like, uh, uh, just a, a mogul in the industry who a lot of times when you're one of those guys like Jim Hale, you have enemies. You have people who don't like you. You have yeah, – I, I don't, don't know if Jim had that. No, not you that know? I ever knew or right. not that I ever heard. Yeah. I mean, he was just that guy that that smiled and would help anybody in any way, whether it was family or somebody outside. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he just – yeah, he was a great guy. You can't really put enough words or emphasis into yeah. the guy that he was. Yeah, absolutely. It was a real shock for sure. And, and like I said, I barely knew him. And you you know, you, you knew him well. So, um, Marina Cross, touch on that. You came back for Arena Cross. Uh, Yamahas. On uh, Yamahas I, yeah, it was just weird. You yeah. know, I, I – we we came up with the idea and it was kind of building a team again, kind yeah. of like we did in '97, and that's really kind of what. But all was well with Yamaha at this time somehow. Well, or? no, not at oh. this point. Yeah, <laughs> hadn't hadn't you yeah. know talked to those guys <laughs> or whatsoever. So, uh, myself, Wyatt Seals, and my wife, we sit down and we said, let's do this. Let's yeah. build it from ground bottom. So yeah. we we started figuring what it was going to cost, I mean, down to, to fuel mileage and, mm-hmm. okay, this is what, you know, just figure yeah. out, I guess, like, yep. I was like, um, you know, let's, so I guess like any team, right? Yeah. You got to figure all the expenses. Yeah. So we figured out what we needed. Okay. We need this from goggles. We need this. We need yep. this. We need this from manufacturer, blah, blah, blah. So we got it all together. So I'm like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Mike Garrett. Just yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. I knew Larry Griffiths was gone, yeah. so that, that yeah. could be a good thing. That could have been the guy that kiboshed a lot of Who things. knows, yeah, yeah. 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 So I called Mike, and uh, he goes, well, what, what do you got to have? And I told him right there, right yeah. over the phone. And uh, I'm assuming he had to talk to somebody, yeah. but it was so nope. it was so quick that it was like we didn't even get off the phone. What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, would have been, 2001? Would have been, been, I think it was... 2000? I can never remember. Okay. I think it was the... 
end of 2000 because that season was split by the end of the year in the first okay. year. So it would have been 2001, 2002. Yeah. I, I yeah. never can remember. Right. But I think it was yeah. a, uh, one and, and then yeah. two. So I told Mike, and it literally was like we didn't get off the phone, and he's like, done deal. Yeah. And it blew me away. <laughs> it, it was, You're like, I should ask for more. <laughs> well, it was like, and it wasn't so much that. Yeah. It was like, wow, they opened the door back up. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're going to mend this fence and yep. fix this. Yep. And uh, and we did. And it was great. I mean, McCarty was coming to Arena Cross. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was like literally like old times yeah, yeah. having him right. at the race. And yeah. one of the ones he, he came to was um, – a, a weekend that really favored me because it was in uh, it was in Oklahoma oh, yeah. in arena so it was like yep. almost full size supercross yep. <clears throat> and then there was a lot of riding back then I mean, yeah, there was yeah. two nights two and nights. riding two bikes, two bikes. Yeah. it was a lot of riding and it was a great weekend yeah. for me he I, was there and it was like seeing him smile yeah, seeing yeah. him standing on the side of the racetrack again yeah, yeah. was really cool so that was um w- was in yeah. there with my great years at Yamaha yeah the year with Manchester, and then this yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. It took me a while to get my hands wrapped well, around Well, you didn't it. make the mains the first weekend. No. Yeah, the no. first night you didn't make either main event, and all of us are like, holy shit. But That was horrible. But you, it was horrible. You were like, you figured it out, and then you started winning. It, yeah. it took some time, yeah. and we did, we weren't able to do any tests, and I'd hurt my back, yeah. and so I was buying all of this motorhome and this trailer, having yeah. the trailer built, and yeah. I'm like, I can't even ride, <laughs> and I'm getting ready to buy, at the time, a $250,000 yeah. motorhome, right. and I can't even ride. Yeah, yeah. I was scared shitless. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm going to get better. Yeah. And I mean, You'll literally, yeah. I was in the bed. That's how bad my wow, back was. Yeah, yeah. And so there was no testing leading up. I mean, even going to the first event, I couldn't even ride. I yep. go, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll get better. Yeah. And things progressively got yeah. better. But it really didn't turn for me until, like I said last night, yeah. the weather was an exceptionally warm in Michigan when we were passing through there. And I called yeah. Jeff. I'm like, dude, I got to ride. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got to ride. And so that was a turning point for me. It was yeah. just uh, confidence. Dude, it's like Rocky III when, when Clubber is re- or, uh, Apollo's retired. So Jeff's retired, and yeah. and you're Rocky, and you're like, hey, I got to get back. I got to get back my groove. It, it was great. I mean, it really was. It was a turning point for but, sure. But, yeah, the first weekend was very, very embarrassing, yeah. and, and it was like, luckily. Gary was like, how'd you do? You're like, uh. Oh, luckily there was two nights. Yeah. Because the first night I didn't qualify. Yeah. I was falling all over the place, and Justin Braden won't like this because he's let me know this several times. Yeah. But <laughs> I had done a CD boot deal. Oh, yeah. And it was a new boot, uh-huh. and it was very, very, you just couldn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. But I hadn't had a chance to ride in it, but I go, I'm going to still ride because yeah, every yeah, dollar counts. Right. And those guys really stepped up at yeah. that time to help me. Yeah. No and fear so, gear, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And so I was falling over hay bales, missing the rear brake. I mean, literally like yeah, a yeah, yeah. complete fish out of water. <laughs> so after that night, I went to the Alpine Star Truck and I'm like, dude, I have to have boots. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but this is my contract. And he goes, hey, no worry, dude. Yeah. Here, yeah, give yeah. me a pair of boots. So I took over an hour of taping those boots up and trimming them with a razor blade so they just looked white. White. Yeah, completely yeah, yeah. white. Yeah, yeah. So I did. The next night I was on the box in one class mm-hmm. and got fourth in the other, whatever. M- yeah. Much better. Yeah. Oh, and it, if I'd have had to go a whole week on what yeah. that first night, I don't know if I'd have yeah, continued. Yeah. I'd be like, what so the w- hell? So what was Brayton? Brayton gives you shit because you didn't qualify? Is that what? No, oh, oh. no, because he did well there because oh. we were in, we were in yeah. Iowa. Right. And he, I don't know, obviously he beat me. I don't know yeah, that yeah. he didn't win. Right. But then I said something about my boots. He's like, come on, man. And I, I'm not <laughs> that guy to make stupid excuses. So anyways, yeah. it's kind of a joke. I so, guarantee you Brayton was like, I can't believe I'm beating Damon Radjo. And like, he yeah, was. That, yeah, he was. Right. And, and so... It wasn't like I was trying to take any steam out of his sails, yeah. but so yeah. it's a kind of a joke. Right. So it's pretty funny. Uh, I enjoyed spending time with him at his ride day. Yeah, and then uh, <coughs> big, big crash, catch a foot peg, 
fly break your femur or was it lower leg? Uh Pretty tip much fib. just below my knee. Okay, down, yeah, tip destroyed. Fib. Yeah, bad crash. I mean, like lucky to still have my leg. Yeah, they, yeah. they talked about. Did they really? Yeah, they talked yeah. about cutting it off. And oh, like, no, let's it, keep it, trying. I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but I remember watching it. It's yeah, I've crash. never watched it. Oh, don't. No, don't watch it. No, I didn't like it. So yeah, unfortunately, it was one of those funnest seasons mm-hmm. years, and then you get driven ended, away yeah. by an injury. Right, right. Uh, any regrets? We 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 know you. You know you took chicken out a few times. Cost you some races. <laughs> yeah. Um, None of those were None any regrets. No, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, the the only one, and, and honestly, it's taken me a long time to to really think about it. And um, it was the opportunity that I that I had with Honda, and also had with Kawasaki, way to, to, to switch teams, way yep. way back to move. Yep. And I uh, and it wasn't because of the people. It was more or less of man, I think a change would be good for yep. me because I was on the fence a little bit yep. of like, man, I'm just not where I want to be, but I have this opportunity. Yep. But I didn't, and it was and it was more money. Yamaha yep. had first right of refusal. But <clears throat> um, they would have let you go because that's how it normally works. If a guy wants to go, like everybody has first right of refusal, but if the guy wants to leave, you let him yeah, leave. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because yeah. well, he's not going to put forth any yeah. effort. But I never <laughs> even, I never even yep. approached that with them. Yep. And the reason I, the reason I didn't, was because of guys like Keith and, yeah. and like Bob Oliver and all those guys have been there for yeah. so many years. That was what I couldn't leave. Right. Um, but I really look back and go, I, th- I have a feeling that it would have changed my career and not so much because of the bike or because of the people. It was going to be a change. Change. And I was intimidated by Cooper those guys. Cooper Webb just went through something like that, right? I, I mean, I, I changed. Think so. yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can't pinpoint yeah. this person or the bike yeah. or whatever. It yeah. was just a just change changed. around different people. And I was... Um, Th- those people at Honda yeah. kind of scared me. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean Cliff White and Dan all Bentley. The, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, well, not so much him. Oh, okay. Pussy, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no, they were very, yeah. very intimidating uh, guys, and and I was afraid to kind of go there. Yeah. But I know now, looking back, it yep. would have been good for would've me been, because been I was fun. young, and the expectations would have all been different. Yeah, yeah. It was a different structure. Yep. Um. So I mean, honestly, like. Yeah, I mean, people. It's, again, it's hard for people to understand, but they put you on a WR500 for half the year, and that pile of shit. That was my choice. Oh, was it? Yeah, they, they didn't make I, – oh, okay. I told them that I wanted to ride okay. that bike. I wanted that opportunity to ride a 500 because I always wanted to, and I'm like, this is going to be my okay. only chance to ever do it. Oh, and then they put you on a 125 for the other half of the year for a couple times. Like, Yeah, that was not so much like, my choice. <laughs> you know, but you look at those things, and you're just like, yeah, I mean, you're just saddled with equipment that is not competitive to what you're racing against. Yeah, you know, and I, at times, and so. I don't think a lot of people even maybe, maybe they did. Yeah. I, I didn't know that at yeah, that time. You didn't care, um, yeah. and I didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. I hadn't ridden another motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, right, I, I suck. Just... I'm getting beat or whatever. <laughs> but, but it was an eye opener when yeah. I did get to ride the Honda in Europe. Yeah. Um, that was an eye opener, and I yeah. had something to compare it to. Right. And, and um, yeah. I had never compared my race bike to any other machine because yeah. I, I never, He's never it. did it yeah which nope. is funny because a lot of those guys rode other bikes back then i mean dogger rode different bikes and glover rode a honda you know what yeah I, mean? I was way too afraid Ch- chavez told me in 88 glover acquired some factory show of forks for his yamaha and they were on his bike all year long i do i do remember and i'm that. like <laughs> how is that even allowed like, <laughs> and chavez like i don't know man glover said here's some forks put these on <laughs> like you know, just things yeah, like yeah. that. You're like, holy shit. Like, but you never did that. You never rode on everybody, no. everybody's bike, right? No, I yeah. No, um, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. It's probably a good thing that I didn't. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, man. Uh, fantastic career. Uh, I know you've, a lot of these stories you've told over and over again, but it's, it's I, I, love to talk to, I love to talk to you about it. I love people well, to hear I, it. Well, I know? appreciate so. it, and thanks for having me, and hopefully, uh, 
you know, there'll be something in there somebody hasn't heard before. They'll enjoy. Uh-huh, it. I'm sure there is. Absolutely, uh, fantastic career. One of the best alt riders all time. I don't care. I don't give a shit about championships, <laughs> championship totals. I do not care. Uh, race wins and memories are what people remember you by. You know, yeah, that's what sure. people talk to you so. about. Like. And uh, yeah, you'd have probably a little bit more money, and you'd have some number ones on your on your mantle. But uh, everything they else probably wouldn't be there. <laughs> exactly right. Even if I had them. Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, brought to you by Alpine Stars and the folks at Maxis. It's Damon Bradshaw. Thanks, Damon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there, you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.